Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Now, it's Gabe time. Gabe Kuhn. Gabe Kuhn was one of the great little trivial nuggets in all football bios. His grandfather was the inventor of the Easy Bake Oven. Like a boss, the best lineman on the radio. Well, the only lineman on the radio. It's Gabe time. Game time. We're ready. The Gabe Kuhn Show. 92.9 FM ESPN. How about it? Rolling Thursday, January 25th, 2024, and welcome into the Vince Williams Jr. Show. I'm uh, Sorry, 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 sorry. The Gabe Kuhn Show. I am your host, Gabe Kuhn, former Memphis Tiger offensive lineman on X at G underscore Kuhn 71. I'm alongside the executive producer of the Gabe Kuhn Show. That would be Connor Dunning on X at C Dunning 929. Connor, how, how's it going, man? I'm great. <laughs> Over the moon, huh? I'm great. Yes. I don't think I've come down from last night. That was phenomenal, man. The Grizzlies are like a they're like a sugar high is what they are. Yeah. We're all 10-year-olds. <laughs> we all have the metabolism of 10-year-olds right now watching the Grizzlies. Just sugar, you, sugar, sugar. You, you literally, <laughs> it's awesome. You literally have no expectation, and that has made the, the – Viewing experience so enjoyable. It's made it so enjoyable. And I, you know, when we talk about both basketball teams in town with the way the Tiger basketball is trending right this second, even when they have won some of these games in conference by small margins, it has not been as fun, weirdly enough. And the Grizzlies don't have much to play for. Tigers have all to play for. But the Grizzlies have been more enjoyable to watch. I, I hate to say it that way, but I'm definitely going to get your opinion on that. I'll explain in just a second. But we have three hours of talk on the way, courtesy of 92.9 FM ESPN and yours truly. We're going to open on the Grizzlies beating the Heat in Terry Rozier's debut, 105-96. to I, 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 This shorthanded, plucky young team with a bunch of G League guys, Scottie Pippen Jr. showed up. G.G. Jackson, Vince Williams. It's it's unbelievable what they've been able to accomplish. They are uh, now, since Desmond Bain went out, 500-3-3. That makes no sense to me, but hey, we are where we are. We'll also talk about Tigers at UAB coming up this weekend. Penny stepped up to the podium, talked in his presser today, and uh, he, he definitely has sort of tried to talk about what has gone wrong, but uh, a lot of people have their thought process on what went wrong. Play Jalen Young more. Don't play Jaden Hardaway as much. He, is, he approached those questions today, and he gave very honest remarks about what he's seeing out there and why he's playing Jaden so much. So we'll get to that as well. Um, bottom half of this hour, I want to take calls from you. I'll, I'll let you know when we're going to go ahead and do that. But it's going to be about sort of this basketball season. What are you enjoying more? Which season are you enjoying more at this particular moment? I know the Grizzlies, it's a lost season. You don't feel good about any type of postseason play. Seems like it's off the table. And with the Tigers, certainly everything's on the table for them as long as they take care of business. But what have you enjoyed more lately? Right? And also, I just want to get a a check of the feelings about watching this Grizzlies team in general. How much are you having fun when you watch the Grizzlies night to night, even though they are 17 and 27? I think it's very interesting when you sort of um, talk about because a lot of people, even though the Tigers 
are 15 and four. They've beaten some top 25 teams. I think a lot of people hang on every moment with that team, and it gets frustrating to see them play so close. Even when they win, when they play close, it, it, it is not necessarily the most fun watch all of the time. But as far as guests are concerned on the show today, Jeff Calkins at 5 o'clock per normal, Daily Memphian columnist, also the Jeff Calkins Show. 6 o'clock, Ryan Horvat from BetMGM tonight. We'll uh, sort of review divisional round uh, in the NFL, and then we'll get to some uh, Championship Sunday talk. And he'll give you his picks, his prop plays, everything like that. We'll get to the Blitz at 6.30. Um, in the Blitz, we have put this off for a second, but the USA basketball finalists for the 2024 Paris Olympics are out. Jaron Jackson Jr., Desmond Bain are apart, and the omission is John Morant. There are reasons for that. I don't think you need to be offended, but we'll talk about that more a little bit later. We'll take a trip around the NFL at 5.30, and we have a bunch of hires, some surprising ones too. Um, the Buccaneers have made a hire. The Falcons have made a hire that's not Bill Belichick. And then, of course, we talked about it yesterday. It was breaking news when we were doing the trip around the NFL. But Jim Harbaugh is now the coach for the Chargers. So all of that and more when we get to the trip around the NFL. And then, of course, small talk at 550. But I want to open on the Grizzlies. 105-96, to they go on the road against the Miami Heat, the reigning Eastern Conference champs. And win 105 to 96. I, 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 it blows my mind to see what this team is doing. And now we know the rest of this year was just so supposed to be a trial and error run of a bunch of these young guys. Can they show us something? There are, there are still guys out there that are not showing us much. And I think uh, at the top of that list, Zaire Williams. I have gotten to the point, Connor, where I almost feel bad for Zaire Williams. The confidence is at an all time low. He knows what's on the line and he still can't perform. That's got to be frustrating for him. It's definitely frustrating for us to watch. But it, it's gone from you're, you're, you're mad at the fact that the Grizzlies took him 10th overall and he can't perform to I feel bad. Almost. I think. Because he, he cannot find any level of confidence that gives him any level of consistency night to night. Yeah, his confidence is shot. And I think the reason it is trans. It is transformed from being frustrated when you're watching him play to to sadness because I, I agree with you. It is getting to a point to where you're just like, damn, like you you wish that it was working out for the kid because he is so nice. He you know you want to root for him, but at the end of the day, he is not stepping up and performing on the basketball court and in the NBA. This is a business. That is all that matters. It doesn't matter how nice you are. If you are going out there and you're going 0 for 8 and you're having, you know, minus 77 in three games and stuff like that, it's just at some point the writing is on the wall. But the reason I think it's transitioned for everybody is because you see Vince Williams Jr. now and you see Gigi Jackson and you no longer have to be pissed off that the Grizzlies have completely whiffed on all these wing guys because you're like, okay – with Zaire, it didn't work out for him. It was a miss, but at least we have solutions on where we can go next after him. With the first 25 games, the reason it was so frustrating was because you thought, what's the solution here? Where right. are they going to go from here? And he, he was the first one to get the cracks at it. Right. And it just never it never materialized. Now, I want to get to the positive of last night because yeah. there's a there's lot, a lot of, of positive. positive. A lot of positive. Um, it was a game in which they won by nine against the reigning Eastern Conference champs, and Jaron Jackson Jr. was five for 21 from the field, one for seven from three with five turnovers. And they won by nine on the road against the Eastern Conference champs. It's unbelievable. But let's start with Scottie Pippen Jr. This is really his first time getting extended run, uh, and I think Taylor Jenkins saw it early with the way he was playing. Uh, he definitely has some game. We saw that when he was playing for the, uh, the, the Lakers G League team, 19 points, five rebounds, five assists. But now he translated to an NBA 
uh, game against a really stingy defense. A stingy defense, the Miami Heat. Um, hell of a two-way signing, I can say already. Like that's that's fun in itself. Fifteen points, six rebounds, six assists, only two turnovers. And one thing that just jumps off the page for me. Yeah, not only is he 23 years old, he's young. You could potentially convert his contract. You could make him into a real NBA player. But he has a- absolute vision as a point guard. Yeah. He he can make things happen. He had a dump down into the paint for an o- uh, open layup at one point in the third quarter where I'm, it was a no-look pass. Um, this guy really has some game, and there's a lot to unlock, and he's still young. But he has real upside. Like, I really believe that even after watching last night. Now, again, sample size has to be more than one game of extended minutes. But at the same time, Scottie Pippen Jr., that was impressive as hell. And, yeah. I, and I, I am I am kind of impressed with the Grizzlies. Um, when everybody thought they should go get a two-way big, they go for the two-way point guard because they need someone to orchestrate for the rest of the year. And it seems like that worked out in a big way last night. Yeah, he certainly has promise. And... I think I texted you this last night, but watching him, it was his pacing that I was the most impressed by. The game wasn't moving too fast for him. He only had the two turnovers. He was making the right plays. He was hitting open shots. This is a kid who has a lot of legacy on his name, and he has yeah. to deal with that. And I heard Eric Hasseltine on with Giannotto and Jeffrey earlier, and I thought that you know he he talked about him in, in a very in a, in a good way because he was talking about how last night Scottie Pippen Jr. said I had to prove to myself that I belonged here, right? Because he has been, he dropped forty in the G League. He, he scored twenty points per game at Vanderbilt. He was a very talented player, but he had moments. He said, you know, in the G League and this year, asking himself, do I belong in the NBA? And well, him coming in. Syndrome playing with some confidence and having a successful game against a defense like the Miami Heat. Hopefully he has proven to himself that he belongs here and he's got an opportunity. And it was great to see. He's got a lot of promise and potential. I'm excited to see what he can do moving forward. There's something to be said about a guy who's young, one, but has not really gotten the NBA minutes yet. And he goes in against that type of team in the Heat who play really good defense, really good on-ball defense on the perimeter. And he played with a calm. You know what I mean? He hasn't got a lot of NBA minutes, much less against good competition. And he played so calm against that team last night. That is what jumped off the page. Now let's move on to G.G. Jackson. 17 points, 4 rebounds, 2 assists. Team high, plus 20 in the plus minus. Um, when we talk about G.G. Jackson, I think the question always becomes, one, you know, coming out of the NBA draft, we've talked about the view of him. And what happened at South Carolina was not great. He beefed with a coach and... Uh, A lot of the people in South Carolina thought it would never work out because of his attitude. He was a number one recruit who reclassified, and and it felt like he was coming from a preferential space. Now he's not coming from that preferential space. But the other part of it, and the other question we had, is can he – we know he can create shots. We know he can score. We know he can shoot with volume. Can he work within the offense and knock down his shots and sort of fit in? Last night he fit in massively. Like, I, his offense was within the offense. And there were times where you witnessed him, he wanted to just jack up a three, and he held back to swing the ball. Um, he was passing up shots to set up more offense, and that's what you need to see from him early in his career. And also, I think there's something to be said. It feels like when he is open from the three-point line, it's, it's knockdown. It's absolute knockdown. It's like a warm-up jumper. G.G. Jackson, love what he has going forward, love what he's been showing early in his Grizzlies career. It's really exciting. You know, there's a reason to be excited about G.G. Jackson because in the month of January, his first game was January 9th, he's been shooting 51% from three. 
that's going to, you know, that'll relax a little bit. But to your point, he's not forcing shots. It's within the offense. He's playing better defense than I expected him to, and he's definitely crashing the glass more than you expected him to. He is showing why a lot of people think he would have been a top-five pick this year. It's amazing what happens when you give a young kid actual structure and you're not asking him to be your number one yes. option in an SEC offense. At 17 years old. And all of the blame's going to him. He is playing very well, and it's very promising. And I don't think that it's a surprise that when his minutes have gotten separated from Z, he plays better. Because yep. it, it's Everything just looks better with Gigi out there without Zaire Williams. So it's another game. This is now his fourth game of double-digit double scoring in his last six. Like we said, it's going to be a bit of a roller coaster with him because of his age, and they're still kind of figuring out what his role is on the team. But every single time he plays, he looks like he belongs. He's not overwhelmed by the speed. He's not overwhelmed by the size. He is playing well. He's knocking down his shots. That's all you can ask him to do right now. And you should feel good about his early development. Yeah. What does that turn into? They're probably going to have to make a decision on the two-way contract at the end of this year. Um, I would imagine they probably give him a, a active roster for sure, spot. For sure. But um, we'll, we'll see and we'll wait on that. All right, now this is where Connor and I get un- in- insufferable. Yeah, now we're going to get unhinged. This is where we get a little bit unhinged. Let's talk about the real MVP of last night in that win <laughs> against the Heat, Vince Williams Jr. My God, man. Because this entire time, I know it's a smaller sample size. I'll get to that in a second. But I've heard a lot of excuses as to why we would need to hold out and wait to make these generalizations, these draw these conclusions about Vince Williams Jr. Uh, it started as, okay, let's get the sample size. We saw this a more of a sample size. He brings the same thing on the defensive end every night. Then it became, okay, what can he do offensively? <laughs> He's been great offensively. Um, in the last five games... He has been absolutely lighting it up, if you've been paying attention. Not only did he have the uh, 25 points, 5 rebounds, 4 assists, and a steal last night, 8 for 10 from the field, 5 for 6 from 3. He hit the dagger, by the way, to to put the heat out of reach. In his last five games, 18.2 points per game, 6.8 rebounds per game, 3.2 assists per game, uh, uh, almost 2 steals per game, 59% from the field, 56% from 3, 86% from the free throw line. And he has a 78.1 true shooting percentage. Does he answer the questions at least about his game on the offensive end? Has he answered those questions for you? He's answered them uh, in a big way to me. Um, and then here's the other thing. He plays – I talk about the knack for playing within himself depending on the situation. When he's with the starters, when there's not as many injuries, he doesn't put up as many shots. When he has to put up shots, he puts up the shots like he did last night, and he does it with efficiency. But there's also something about playing within himself. He had three fouls in that first half. He was in foul trouble. Didn't foul the rest of the game. Didn't follow the rest of the game. And I want to revisit right this second the starter discussion. Even on a potential, you know, playoff contending Grizzlies team, I think that that's there. Of course, Marcus Smart will get those first cracks if he's still on this team. I imagine he will be. But Vince Williams Jr., if that doesn't work out, you could slide him right in there. And I feel confident about it alongside the offensive punch of that first group. And then Marcus Smart could be a nice secondary ball handler, a six-man, if you will, for this team. I want to revisit this discussion because I think for you folks that are still holding out on me and and Connor with Vince, who knocked down the dagger last night, up 98-96, needed a bucket, who stepped in? On the road against the reigning Eastern Conference champs on the night they introduced Terry Rozier where they have extra energy, who done it? Who knocked it down? The guy with no agenda except for playing winning ball. That's Vince Williams Jr. And then also there's another interesting statistic that was brought up today. You, you, you wonder about his offensive impact. You don't question his defensive impact. But with him off court, the true shooting percentage of the Grizzlies 
is 46.8% in his 34-game sample size. With him on the court, that bumps up to 61.2% shooting, uh, true shooting percentage. He just shows up every single night, and I get it. It's a 34-game sample size. You didn't view him as an offensive player. He hasn't played in all those pressure-packed situation, situations at this point, in the playoffs, that type of thing. But he's getting an opportunity, and every single night he thrives. It's continuous. Every single night. Now I, now I hear the holdout is, oh, well, he's 6'4". Now, in theory, I get, okay, he's only 6'4". But he has a seven-foot wingspan. He rebounds better than 95% of the roster. And he plays bigger than 95% of the roster. So, for all you people still holding out on Vince Williams Jr., I just want to ask why. Why? Seems like there's no reason to. It's, it's, I've seen a few people do the comparison. And it makes sense to Dylan Brooks. But hold on. I guess I, we can do that in a moment. But what, the reason I'm bringing up Dylan here is... Dylan would have stretches of looking like one of the best threes in the NBA. He was knocking down shots. He was playing great defense. He was moving the basketball. And then he would fall off a cliff for like a month or two weeks. And something. Like, and that is the war of Dylan Brooks. It's why we created the island. We had to go to bat for him every single time there was a conversation about him. The thing with Vince Williams Jr. and what he is doing, it is sustainable because it's not like he's doing anything out of the ordinary. He's not taking 15, 20 shots a game. He's taking 10. He's getting rebounds. He's making the right passes. He's not doing anything special. He's just making winning basketball plays, playing within himself, and playing within the offense. He is malleable to this team. Whatever they need on a given night, in the 34 games he has been playing, he has said, okay, I can do that. You need more defense tonight. I'll give you that. You need rebounding. I'll give you that. If you need me to run the point a little bit, I can do that. You need me to knock down some threes. I'll do that. It's not like he's doing anything extra special. He's not shooting 60% from three. He's shooting 38% from three on the season. That's normal. He's doing the normal things. They are just translating directly into wins. And the numbers do not lie. Every single Grizzlies player, except for one, plays better when Vince Williams Jr. is on the court. Every single one. It's 34 games. It's almost half the season. The sample size is sample. All right? He is going to be a winning player for this team. Moving forward, he is someone that you can be confidently excited about. There's no reason not to be. And it's not just us. It's not just Memphians. It's not just people who watch the Grizzlies. Everybody in the NBA have Everyone's have, their eyes up. have been open to Vince and, Williams Jr. And the other Jr. thing is... With, Dude, with, he's leading the league in, in points deterred at the rim. He's leading the league of it for guards. He's number one. He's number one in points saved around the rim. And the other thing is, you would say, okay, it's a small small sample size. It's not, though. It's 34 games. I know, but you'd say, okay, well, how much film have other teams gotten to watch on him? Plenty! It's 34 games! They know what he's going to bring every night. They know what he has to do, and he's still doing it. He's still doing it, even against one of the best defenses in the NBA in the Miami Heat consistently. I I just, I am, I can't hold out on it anymore. I'm not shaming anybody for still, you know, Approaching this with caution, I'm just not going to do that. And I want to get to the real discussion here. This team's fun to watch. Very it's become fun. Very fun it's to really watch. Fun. Yet I sit here and they're 17 and 27 with two. Of By the, the way, weirdest stat in the NBA: the Grizzlies have a winning record on the road. Yeah, it's weird. That's the That's weirdest strange. stat in the NBA right but now. But they're 17 so and odd. 27. Two of the big three out. Three of the big four out. Yet they're still fun to watch. And and I, I you try to come up with you know reasons, explanations as to why that is the case. I think it's very simple. We've removed expectation, and quite frankly, 
I'm enjoying it more because, one, there's no postseason goal. Like, no one's really worried about that. You're worried about regrouping, finding who can play, who can't, cutting the fat, and then getting into next year when Steven Adams and John, Desmond, and everybody's healthy. And then, two, you see what this team could be at full strength by 24-25, adding Vince Williams Jr. and potentially Gigi Jackson if he continues on this development that we see right this second. You see what's possible. That's what's made this so fun. You remove the expectation, and you're just watching young guys develop, and they're developing well. Yeah, and they're playing hard. They're playing really hard. It's it's what makes every night fun to watch because you feel like there is an opportunity in which you are seeing the Grizzlies' future here. And there is something, too. There was a panic about the wing position, and I think it was valid. A lot of people were freaking out saying, oh, my God. Z, LaRavia, and Roddy are not the answer. I still think that Roddy could be at the end of your bench on a contending team, but I'm not going to pretend like he's a top eight guy, like he was going to be your wing answer. And then all of a sudden, Vince Williams Jr., Gigi Jackson showed up, and you're like, okay, I have some hope here. And then more that Vince Williams Jr. played, you said, oh, I have something to be excited about. Yep. And now we're starting to get with Gigi to, oh, we have something to be excited about. And now all of a sudden, Scotty's Pippen's here. And yep. you're like, look at this. Yep. They've, they have been able to find it, a bunch of diamonds in the rough here. And it has given you the light at the end of the tunnel. It's really exciting to watch a young team go out there and compete. And on top of it, Jaron Jackson Jr. is playing the best basketball of his career. Having somebody be dominant almost every single night is awesome to watch, defensively and offensively. What he did in that first quarter against, uh, who did they play? Oh, my God, I, I went blank. In their last game, again, when in that first quarter, Toronto yeah. against Toronto. He was unbelievable to watch. Yeah. They are giving you something to be excited about every single night. Even if they lose the game, you know that they're going to go out there and compete, and there's no expectation. They, it doesn't matter if they win or lose. When, when they it doesn't win, matter. It, 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 it truly is a sugar high. That's yes, what it is. It it's truly a sugar is. High. Like they, it, you don't really care about them winning or losing, but if they win and they and you see some of these young guys come along, you just have this rush, this excitement. Now, I want to get to the other team in in town where like they've lost two in a row. I'm not saying the sky's falling. They play UAB coming up on Sunday at 4 p.m. Tiger basketball, but they're 15 and 4, 4 and 2 in conference. And I think a lot of people have had less fun. Like, it's just not been as fun once we got to conference play. Um, and I think a lot of that has to do with expectation of getting a top five, top six, top seven seed. And this is not me trying to pit the two against each other. That's not what I'm trying to do. But I'm just trying to point out the enjoyability of watching the game in itself. Even when they win those close games against UTSA and go to overtime, 107-101, you have to get heart pills. You're, you're, you're worried. You're stressed, right? You're stressed about what's going to happen. Even if they win, yeah, you feel fine about the win, but you still have questions like, what is going wrong with this team? Why are they not playing at the same level? Um, and and it's, it's strange, too, because you would think that the team that has more on the table that can accomplish more this particular season, you'd latch on to and you'd have more fun watching. But that hasn't been the case in the slightest. Now, there's been a couple of things that have come up since that loss against Tulane at Tulane. Um, and a lot of people are questioning rotations and what Penny's doing as far as, you know, playing Jaden too much. I think Jalen Young and Carl Sharon Font should get more minutes. That's just my opinion. Uh, you need a defensive punch. Um, and, you know, offensively, it's not like Jaden is lighting the world on fire. But Penny was pretty straightforward and kind of angry and sort of went after people saying they didn't know ball when they talked about uh, – when he talked about Jaden – and the criticism of his playing time, he said, quote, if you ask anybody in this building, Jaden's one of our most important players. He's boxing out and contesting every time. And he says there's a lot of people that don't know basketball and don't realize the impact Jaden has on the game. I'll say this about Jaden Hardaway. When he's knocking down shots, you feel really good about what he's doing. 
When he's not, not so much. When he's 0 for 3 from the three-point line, you don't feel as good. I do think there's something to be said about him being, you know, since he's been in a Tiger uniform way back when. He is kind of a stabilizer. He knows exactly what's expected of him. You never have to worry about his effort and energy. But what you do have to worry about night to night is his talent and that being exposed. So I, I, I am of the opinion Jalen Young and Carl Sharon should get more minutes as we move forward. But uh, uh, I, I don't necessarily blame Penny for, for going after people for his minutes that he, he used Jaden in. Um, I think a lot of it was Jaquan Walt was out. They have some injuries, so they have to throw somebody in there who provides something similar, and Jaden's the best option. And I also don't think there's a lot of people that will almost blame that Tulane loss directly on Jaden's minutes. I don't think that's the case at all. Um, but either way, I think you're seeing just the, the drama and everything sort of come to the forefront with this team, and you don't want to see that at this moment. Hopefully they can rebound on Sunday, though. Yeah, Jaden is he is neither the solution or the problem. But I, we Penny's also got to be a little bit honest here. He's shooting twenty percent from three this year, and he's averaging a rebound a game. Yep. Can we like let's stop pretending he's some crashing the boards dude and he's making a difference there because he's not. It's fine. He's he's he is kind of a zero for the plus minus. He's not going to crush you, but he's not going to help you really win basketball games. And if we want to be honest about it, he missed wide open shots that he should have made against that two lane game. And if he makes one, we're ta- we're talking a different story. Mm-hmm. It kind of comes down to that. So when people talk about him, it's fair. We're watching these games. He played huge minutes, and he was essentially nothing out there. All right? So it's fair for people to talk about Jaden Hardaway. I understand that he's got your, you know, he's your kid, he's your last name. But it's fair for people to ask questions about yeah. that when you have Jalen Young and guys who aren't getting those minutes well, that you believe could help them win. I'll, I'll say this. I don't necessarily I'm not angry with him at the response, though, because I think, you know, generally speaking, with Jaquan Walton out, you need a bigger body out there. Just don't tell people that they don't know ball. Don't don't tell people they don't know ball. I get that. Um, But, like, Jaden, I get get the thought process behind playing him, but it just didn't work out in that Tulane game. It just wasn't what what you're saying it was. He's having the worst season of his career. Yes. Yes. But I I get over the years he's been a stabilizer, but in that Tulane game and what he's done this year, it just hasn't been the same. Has been the same. Now, I, uh, I want to open the phone lines. This is what I want to do. 901-445-0929. 901-445-0929. And this is – I'm going to put a poll up as well on, uh, on my X at G underscore Coon 71. And really, it's about which basketball season in town you're enjoying more. This is not me pitting against – pitting both teams against each other. That's not what I'm doing. I, I just think it's an interesting discussion because it's weird. One team's 15-4 and four, bound for the NCAA tournament as of right now. And then the other in the Grizzlies – has no real hope. Now, for me, I have enjoyed watching the Grizzlies more. There's a lot more stress on the Tiger side. Doesn't mean that I don't watch it and I don't try to enjoy it. But I have been enjoying this Grizzlies team with all these injuries a fair amount more. And it's not which one are you more hopeful about. Clearly, that's Tiger basketball. They have a chance to make something happen we haven't seen in a while. So, in other words, ultimately, the question is, which product do you have more fun watching at this particular moment? The Grizzlies or the Tigers and why? And also, I'll hear your thoughts on the Grizzlies as well, Vince Williams Jr., all these guys. But which product do you have more fun watching, Tiger basketball or Grizzlies? 901-445-0929, 901-445-0929. We'll take your calls when we return right here on the Gabe Coon Show, 92.9 FM ESPN.
guests appear on the Smile Center Hotline. Now back to the Gabe Kuhn Show, live from the Service Master by Cornerstone Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. The phone lines are open. Call in right now. We have some open lines. 901-445-0929. 901-445-0929. I want to hear your thoughts on the Grizzlies and the Tigers, but also I have a, a question, which I posted on my ex at G underscore Coon 71. Which basketball season are you enjoying? We have one team in the Tigers that have everything out in front of them that can accomplish more, especially when it comes to postseason. We have a Grizzlies team who's young, up and coming, 17 and 27, but they're they're fun. They seem to be fun right now. Um, again, it's not which team are you more hopeful about. Clearly, that's Tiger basketball. But which product do you have more fun watching? Grizzlies or Tigers and why? 901-445-0929. We have Sean from Memphis leading us off right now. Sean, how's it going? Doing all right, Gabe. How are you doing? I am doing well, sir. That's good. This this is Sean Coleman. I just wanted the chance to uh, say hello to Connor and yourself. Yes, and, sir. Uh, uh, good, to, good to talk What's with you What's up, y'all. man? Uh, yeah. I just hey, hey, figured this was a good way to say hello, but uh, I just wanted to say uh, I, I'm I'm enjoying both seasons. I, I'll admit I'm I'm a balls fan. I'll admit that, but I'm enjoying both seasons because it, it's fun to see the Tigers like you know they, they were doing so well you know during those those wins that they got. And I know the opponents haven't worked out as much, but you're getting a little adversity going here. And I think with this team, you know, as veteran laden as they are, it's going to pay off in the postseason. So anticipating that with the Grizzlies right now, it's fun to see guys you know playing without expectations. But you realize that those guys that are developing, Vince and Gigi and others, you realize that they're feeling the need that we get to see the continuity of it next year and several years in advance that can make the future product, the one that we hope that contends right. for a title, even better. So I, I think it's kind of equal, in, in my opinion. So That's fair. That's fair. I understand that. I, I will say this, though. Ever since the Grizzlies have lost Desmond Bain and you see these young guys coming along, you really like to see – what these guys are becoming into. What and I gotta ask you, and by the way, this is Sean Coleman at StatSack on uh, uh on uh X. What do you thought of Vince Williams Jr.? What do you think about his future, uh, his viability within this rotation, potentially as a starter? Yeah, I I like the scalability aspect of things. And and you know, the you talk about the you know, in December it was the defense that was standing out. You know, we saw a, a player who, you know, was showing numbers like, you know, Connor said Stephen Adams stats has done a great job of it as well, yep. talking about just how effective he's been. But we saw the defense in, in December, but the efficiency of his offense in January, even with this three-point shot falling off the first of the month, the passing, the decision-making, yep. you know, the ability to hit those threes, you're seeing scalability. He's doing great as a starter and a high-usage guy now, but you know that he could do the same thing off the bench with lower usage once our stars get back. So he truly is a guy who could contribute on both ends of the court as a starter, as a reserve. I definitely know he could be a starter if need be, but at the very least, he seems like a guy who's going to offer a lot of value no matter what role he has. A hundred percent. Well, Sean, great call. I appreciate Appreciate it. Yeah, I just want to say one other thing. As far as I hear, one positive thing that I'll say about him, I would still bet him in a game of horse against Connor. <laughs> okay. Y'all, y'all have a good <laughs> Watch it, Sean. You. I got you. Well, that, Sean, I appreciate it. Call in 901-445-0929. We move on. Which season are you enjoying more? Brian from Memphis, you're on the show. Is this my guy, Brian? Yes, sir. Brian, Today. what's happening, brother? Which one are you enjoying more? I got to go with Tiger basketball. Uh, okay. You know, I'm a big Laker fan. So I like what the Grizzlies are doing, but uh, I think that's more long-term. But uh, uh, Gigi Jackson, I've enjoyed what he's done. Vince Williams, I'm happy for him getting paid. Um, but I got to go with Tiger basketball. This is 
a chance for them to really make a run. Is, is it just about the hopeful, like what they can accomplish? Is that is that the reason you're enjoying it more right in this moment? Yeah. Okay. Um, they got to at least make the Sweet 16, and then if everything goes well, then on their draw and how they play in the tournament, I think they can make the Final Four. But at least you got to get to the second weekend. Understood. Well, Brian, I appreciate it. And that's what I expect to hear from a, a fair amount of people. When you talk about expectation and what a team can accomplish, I think it means something that they are still involved in all of these NCAA tournament discussions. They're still in that top seven seed line. You feel hopeful about what they can get done, but they have to right the ship coming up on Sunday against UAB. 901-445-0929 is the call-in number. We have some open lines for you. Uh, we'll take your Grizzlies and Tigers thoughts. And which season are you enjoying more? Now, next is Jones. Jones, how's it going? Game cool, man. I really enjoy the show. I want you to know I listen to you all the time, man. Your take on basketball, football, or whatever is absolutely awesome. Appreciate it, sir. I appreciate it. Now, which season are you enjoying, enjoying more at the current moment, Tigers or Grizzlies? I love the Tigers, but the Grizzlies, I'm an NBA guy. Okay. And I see something that's absolutely awesome. You take Vince Williams, man, you might – you heard it first from me, but he'll be an all-NBA player. Oh, 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 I think that's a yeah. little I, – I, listen, Jones, I can get with you on the all-NBA no, defensive no, no, I, level, but I, I, don't, I, I don't know this, if I'm there I don't yet. Mean this season now. I don't mean this season. Right, no, I get it going into the future. I think that's a, that's a lofty goal, though. Man, we got to admit, that's a lofty goal. Well, I can – you know, I can – Jewish talent early. <laughs> right, I get you. I get you. But and, you've been uh, enjoying the Grizzlies more in this current oh, state. Oh, man, I'm having a ball. Yeah. And I'm on the edge of my seat every night because these young guys, they really just, they, they got something to look forward to, and they're trying to make that team, and they're doing everything, and the and the things that they do to um, the talent that they have is meshing together real good, man. I'm absolutely enjoying it. And Scotty Pittman Jr., yeah, man, he's going to be... He's gonna be all right, and, uh, and GG Jackson. He gonna be. He gonna be. T- it, they got. You know when you you don't have anything to lose, and you just go all out. That's where the fun come in from the players and this show. And all, that's the reason I just love watching them play. Yes, sir. Well, Jones, good call. I appreciate it. All right, Gate. Yes, Keep sir. Up the good work. Yes, sir. Nine zero one four four five zero nine two nine is the call-in number. Taking thoughts on Tigers and Grizzlies. Also, I want to know. As of right this second, and I'm not talking about projecting off into the future, as of right this second, which season are you enjoying more? Which season are you enjoying more? I know who has more hope for what they can accomplish in the postseason. Grizzlies, 17-27. and 27. Tigers, 15-4. and four. Still uh, have a top-seven seed line, according to most bracketologies. Taking your thoughts there, 901-445-0929. Now, Justin is on the line. Justin, how's it going? Doing good, Gabe. Huge fan of the show. Um, glad to see some homegrown um, talent on the air. I yes, love sir. your takes on the on the Grizzlies, the Tigers, and all that. Appreciate it. And just just real fan of the show. Um, currently, right now, I think I have to say Grizzlies. I'm a fan of both. I graduated from U of M. I bleed gray and blue. Um, you know, been a fan of the Grizzlies since they've been here in Memphis. But you know, with how everything goes now in college sports, I feel like we're more well vested in these Grizzlies. You know, gone are the days where a student um, is there, you know, three, four years. You get, you know, the the CDR, the Dorseys, right. the Antonio Andersons, where you get to know them. But these Grizzlies, you know, I mean, we, we they're younger than the Tigers. You know, we've known them since they're 18, 19. 
you know, Jaron's been here ever since he left college. Um, you know, D Rose is back with us, and then you know great the point. players that are playing and the players that aren't. And you, I feel like almost, especially currently with how it's going, you got one team extremely overachieving and one team underachieving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. it even, and I think it'd be even more enjoyable if the if we were. Like, right now, we should be enjoying 20-point blowouts every night with the Tigers. No, I know you're talking about, like, the emo- – this is a great point you're bringing up, Justin. I like that you brought this up. The emotional attachment you have to the Tigers is not what it once was. Is that what I'm hearing from you? Yes. Yeah, especially – To the players like- themselves. Maybe not the program. I mean, sure, you love Correct. the program. But when it comes to the players staying around, knowing them, knowing their story, knowing their pers- personality, their persona, you've not been able to latch on to them a li- as much as you have in the past because of the day and age we're in. Yeah, and you, I mean, you look at the Grizzlies and how they support each other, you know, even the new players like Marcus. But you look how Bain, Josh traveling with the team, you know, when they saw Steven um, Saturday, just how they're all there for each other. And it's like that's something you miss out when you don't have a, you know, some sophomores, some juniors, some seniors that have been on the team the whole time. And, you know, and it's just that's that camaraderie that you miss and that, you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's always been a business anyway, but now with NIL and the transfer portal, that's just something you miss with college that we get with pro players, Matt, that we're getting with these pro teams now because you become invested. You know, yep. they're in your community. They're growing up with you, and you and you see that, and you see it on their benches too, how they're there for each other, and they're just supporting each other every night. Justin, great call. I appreciate it. Thank you, Gabe. Have a good one. That is a, that's a great point that Justin brings up. The emotional attachment with college basketball players when they're not here for as long, when you're, they're coming from another place, when they may not know the, the program, the community as well, I can see where that could sort of deter you. Obviously, you still support the program, especially if you were uh, a Memphis alum and if you've been in Memphis and you like the basketball program. But there is something to be said about that. Like Grizzlies, most of these Grizzlies players have been around for a lot longer than what we're seeing with this basketball program at the University of Memphis. 901-445-0929. We can only take a couple more calls, but we have Brian on the line now. Brian, what's happening? What's going on, man? Nothing much. Nothing much. Yeah, I was just going to say, for me, it's kind of changed. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, at first, I, I was really excited about Tiger basketball and uh, just knowing, like, what the Grizzlies were going through and just seeing how Tigers were progressing and, you know, uh, their quality of opponents and what was going on there. And then, you know, for me, it just kind of switched. Um, right. Now, lately, it's just been more stressful watching Tigers because you're, you're in these close games against people that you really shouldn't be in these close games, losing games, you know, when we were up by 20. And then, you know, just the fact that, the lack of defense on my part, you know, it makes it stressful. But seeing yep. what the Grizzlies are doing, on the other hand, um, it's kind of exciting to seeing all the new guys, the young guys coming up and what they're able to do. It is strange to see the expectation game, how hellacious it can be when you have a team that you expect to uh, roll through the competition, they're not able to do it. Then you have another team, you have no expectations for them, and they're still somehow winning. They're 500 since Desmond Baines been out. It's just interesting how expectations affect how much you enjoy a game. You would think it'd be the other way around. Right. Yep. Well, Brian, I appreciate it, man. Good call. Thanks. Yes, sir. 901-445-0929. We have a couple of open lines. We can take a few more. 901-445-0929. Taking your thoughts on the Tigers and the Grizzlies. Also, I want to know which season at this particular moment are you enjoying more Tiger basketball or the Grizzlies. Obviously, that could flip if the Tigers right the ship, start winning games by a whole lot in conference. But 901-445-0929 is the call-in number. We have Carl on the line. Carl, how's it going? 
Good. How are you, Gabe? I'm doing well. I'm doing very well. I think I think if you did this poll week after week, the closer at the end of February, it's going to be more Tigers. I of love course. seeing the Grizzlies and and the young guys, and they're improving, and it, it gives you hope for the future. But I just think the Tigers, well, they got one month left in the season before the tournament starts. It's almost like baseball. They're in the dog days of summer now. Yeah. And I think that's why, why they're not playing as well as they, as we all would hope, right? Yeah, and this is where you get to that point in the season where you have to find, bring your own energy every night, especially in this conference. And, I, you know, I, the, the team that won the national championship last year, let's not remember, as soon as they got into conference, U, uh, UConn, they lost a stretch of, what, five, six games there at the beginning of their conference play? So this is the, the dog days. This is where you have to bring your own energy, bring your own intensity every single night. But I understand what you're saying. Yep. Yep. Also, one comment, I enjoyed seeing number 71 out there block. Yes, sir. I hear you. I hear you. I appreciate that, Carl. Thanks, man. All right. Have a good one. Yes, sir. You too. Now, we have a, a time for about two more calls, including RC, who's on the line, but 901-445-0929. We'll see what we can get to. RC joins the show now. RC, how's it going? Everything wonderful, man. How are you? I am doing fantastic. I can't complain. Yes, yeah, sir. Just want to talk a little Tiger basketball. Let's hear it. Yes, sir. So, man, I'm, I'm definitely enjoying the Tiger season this year. But I just had a question. Maybe you guys can help me. You, the expert. Just uh, why we play. It seems like we're playing better on the road. But for whatever reason, man, we, we continue to keep coming up short at home. Yeah. Can somebody please make me understand, man, what is going on with my Tigers? Man? I, I really think what it comes down to, RC, is just you, you, you maybe take things for granted when you're at home that you don't on the road. Maybe there's that. I think just generally speaking, home, road, whatever it is, neutral site, this team needs to bring the same energy every single night. You don't. You see some emotional lapses, some emotional lulls game to game, regardless of where they're playing. And that's the frustrating part of what we've seen with this team. Agree 100%. Thank you, man. Yes, sir. Appreciate it, RC. Now let's move on to Khalil. We're going to take two more calls, starting with Khalil. Khalil, how are you? Hey, I'm good, man. Just heading into work. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, one thing I have to say about the, the Tigers this year is I'm 22 years old, mm-hmm. and I haven't I haven't had this much excitement about the Tigers since Coach Cal and Derrick Rose. Right. Um, a lot of people are down because of the last, you know, two two L's. Um, but I mean that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're not you're not going to have a perfect season, and if you do, it might not end perfect. I mean, we've we've seen a lot of times in sports where these undefeated teams they go all year undefeated, and then they get to the end, and then boom, they lose to you know some you know root poop team. Um, so I think uh, the city of Memphis, I think we're being a little spoiled. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we have to ta- we have to be patient. Yeah, um, we've uh, we've never been really at the top for real. Uh, and so now, when we get a little taste of the top, it's like it's it's exi- it's, it's really like making your endorphins just rush. And uh, the, with the Grizzlies, I would say that uh, this is just a practice year. Right. Uh, nothing is nothing is going our way, uh, but we have to accept it. Mm-hmm. We got to accept it. And if you're a real fan, if you're a real fan, not just somebody who's joined along in the last few years. You'll understand that this is life, and the, the, the sports and life—they—they—they, they, they, you know—they stand side by side. And sometimes you're gonna have to go through the trenches before you see the, uh, the the glory road. So now, let me ask you about the Tigers, though, real quick. What do they need to do to get right? What's your opinion there? I don't think that they need to do much. Mm-hmm. Um, even Penny came out and said he's he's made some of his practices uh, a little less tougher. 
maybe it's just the uh, uh, chemistry and locking in because right. these games are very close. So that means that towards the end, they have to unite together uh, on some front and say, hey, we're not going to lose this game to Tulane. We're not going to lose this game. Yeah. Uh, that's just something that a team has to go through. I don't think it's a talent issue at all. Uh, you know, we've lost the players, but at the same time, that's, that's something that a team should be able to do and pull through at, at the end. Yes, sir. Well, Khalil, I appreciate the call, man. No problem. Yes, sir. Now, last call. I'm sorry if you're waiting on the line. We're going to have to cut it off here. We have other things to get to, but we will get to you, Georgia. Georgia, you're the last call. What are you thinking so far? What are your thoughts on the Tigers and the Grizzlies, and which product as of late have you enjoyed more? Well, I'm a diehard Grizzlies fan, so I am loving watching these young guys. Mm -hmm. But both of my kids graduated from the University of Memphis within the last eight years, and so I became a Tigers fan. It has just been great getting to know Penny, watch his growth, watch how he has improved coaching. So I have to say... I'm really enjoying the Tigers basketball. Okay. Is it, is, it, is, it, is it about what you think they can accomplish? Is that where we're at right now? It's just like you watch every game, you enjoy it because you know what the end result could potentially be. I think I'm just enjoying maybe watching the process, just seeing right. Penny's maturity. I mean, even a simple thing like him playing with that coach at Tulane punching, you know. Yeah, right. Just relax, happy. Just, he seems much more comfortable and... I don't know. I'm just really enjoying the Tiger program. It's fun. Absolutely. Well, Georgia, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Yeah. So a lot of different thoughts there. A lot of different thoughts there. I did put up a poll on my uh, social media at G underscore Coon 71. So far, um, not many votes. We're at about 100 right now. Grizzlies are, are have the edge right now as far as what they're enjoying right this second, 61 to 39. Now, all these things could change. If we did this week by week, it could change depending on results. Yeah. Um, but there was a couple of interesting points brought up. I think it was Justin who brought up, you know, the, the emotional attachment you have to the players with the Tigers is not as much as it used to be because you had guys staying for a lot, uh, a lot of time. With this Grizzlies team, with the young guys, seeing the camaraderie, you get to see more of it. That definitely could help you uh, lean that way. But I think there's a lot of people, if you're picking the Tigers, it's about what you feel like the end result could be. You go through the highs and lows of a season. You have to ride the wave. It could be a roller coaster at times. But at the end of the day, this team is seemingly bound for the NCAA tournament at this point, and that's exciting to folks. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciated how positive the phone calls were because I think that people understand that you know, a college basketball season is chaos. That's what it is. It's just, it's a stretch. And at some point you're going to get into the dog days, like they said. And unfortunately in the conference, they had a bit of an emotional come down from that non-con schedule. And they have been in some dog fights. And unfortunately in the last two games, they have dropped those, but they, it's not like they have some major changes that they need to do. They've got to work on their defense. They've got to stop playing hero ball and just play as a group, as many of the callers said, and they're going to be just fine. And it is exciting to still watch the Tigers game. The thing about the Tigers, I think, that makes it a little bit less enjoyable than the Grizzlies right now is just, one, the frequency of the games and how many there are because every single Tigers game feels like it's a pressure cooker right now. Phillip on, on Twitter sent that in. He said, it feels like that it's a pressure cooker right now. Yeah. Every single... Tigers game, after the game, whether it's a win or a loss, you have to strip down the team and discuss every single piece of the skeleton right. to, to, and then move on. With the Grizzlies because right of now, the expectations. you can just be like, Wee! Yes. Yes. Yeah, you it's can just Rio. ride the wave. Yes. Scotty! Yeah, yes. Gigi! We love everyone. <laughs> yes. I also want to respond to Sean. All right? Okay. The only way that Z beats me in a game of horse is if John Morant's standing on the court, too. All right? We've, we know that. Go look at the numbers. I'm going to be just fine. 
I thought you told me you're a defensive player. I am. I'm a 3 and D guy. I'm more of a Vince. You're a 3 and D guy. Kind of, well, in theory. My threes completely disappeared in recent years. But my okay. old man game, it's good in the post. But you know what I've said about people that say they're really good at defense and open runs. I am good at defense. It usually, means they, it usually means they can't play. I'm getting their bounds. It usually I know means my role. You, okay. I know my role. Right. I'm not taking away shots from my guy. I'm making the you're right pass. You're a winning player. You're, you you're a plus to, minus god. Is that what I'm me, hearing? If you need me to go you know, four for six from the field, I can do that for you. But my game, I'm going to have five rebounds or five. Five assists and ten rebounds. That's my game. Do you use up your fouls? Of course I do. <laughs> of course, yes. Of course, no I do. easy layups. No blood. No because then you can make fun of them <laughs> if they call foul. Ah. I hear you. Well, I appreciate all the calls from everybody, but we have to go ahead and transition, and we're going to take a call from Jeff Calkins. Jeff Calkins for the Daily Memphian, also from the Jeff Calkins Show. He's going to be next. I'm going to ask him this question. Then we'll also get to some other things right here on the Gabe Kucho 92.9 FM ESPN. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.